English teacher, hello, how are you doing today? Basic English student, I'm doing okay, thank you. English teacher, that's great to hear. So, today we're going to talk about the phrase rain check. Have you heard of it before? Basic English student, I'm not sure, can you explain it to me? English teacher, sure. A rain check is a phrase that is used when someone wants to postpone an event or activity to a later time due to bad weather or other unforeseen circumstances. Basic English student, oh, okay. So, it's like saying you can't do something now, but you'll do it later? English teacher, yes, that's right. For example, let's say we were planning to have a picnic in the park, but it starts raining. I might say to you, let's take a rain check on the picnic and do it another day. Basic English student, got it. So, can it be used in other situations besides bad weather? English teacher, yes, it can. It's often used when someone can't attend an event or activity but wants to do it later. For example, if I invited you to a concert, but you can't go because you have to work, you might say to me, can I take a rain check on the concert and go another time? Basic English student, I see. So, it's like a way to politely decline an invitation without completely saying no. English teacher, that's one way to think about it, yes. It's a way to express interest in doing something but needing to postpone it for a later time. Basic English student, okay, I think I understand it now. Thanks for explaining it to me. English teacher, you're welcome. Do you have any other questions about rain check? Basic English student, no, I think I'm good. But can you give me some more examples of how to use it in a sentence? English teacher, sure. Here are some more examples. I can't go to the movie tonight. Can I take a rain check? I know we were supposed to have lunch today, but something came up. Can we take a rain check? I'm not feeling well today. Can we take a rain check on our workout? Basic English student, thanks for the examples. That really helps. English teacher, you're welcome. Remember, if you ever have any questions about English phrases or grammar, don't hesitate to ask me. I'm here to help you improve your English skills. English teacher, hello, how are you today? Basic English student, I'm doing well, thanks. How about you? English teacher, I'm doing great, thank you. Today, we're going to talk about a phrase called Catch-22. Have you heard of it before? Basic English student, no, I haven't. What does it mean? English teacher, a catch-22 is a situation where a person is trapped in a paradoxical or impossible situation where no matter what they do, they cannot escape the problem. Basic English student, hmm, that sounds complicated. Can you give me an example? English teacher, sure. Let's say you need a job to gain experience, but all the jobs require experience. That's a catch-22 because you can't get a job without experience, but you can't gain experience without a job. Basic English student, I see. So, it's like a situation with no solution? English teacher, yes, that's exactly right. It's a situation where you're stuck in a problem with no way out. Basic English student, okay, I think I understand it now. But where did this phrase come from? English teacher, the phrase catch-22 comes from a novel by Joseph Heller. The book is about a soldier who is trying to get out of the military during World War II, but he can't because of a catch-22 rule. Basic English student, what's the rule? English teacher, the rule is that a soldier can only be grounded from flying if he is considered insane, but asking to be grounded proves that he is sane. It's a paradoxical situation where there is no way out. Basic English student, oh, I get it now. So, catch 22 is like being stuck in a loop or cycle. 
English teacher, yes, that's right. It's a frustrating situation where there seems to be no escape. Basic English student, can you give me some more examples of catch-22 situations? English teacher, sure. Let's say you need a credit card to build credit, but you can't get approved for a credit card because you don't have any credit. That's a catch-22. Or, let's say you want to apply for a job, but you need a reference from a previous employer, but you can't get a reference because you don't have a previous employer. That's also a catch-22. Basic English student, I see. Thanks for explaining this to me. It's a really interesting phrase. English teacher, you're welcome. Remember, if you ever have any questions about English phrases or grammar, don't hesitate to ask me. I'm here to help you improve your English skills. English teacher, hello, how are you today? Basic English student, I'm good, thanks. How about you? English teacher, I'm doing well, thank you. Today, we're going to talk about a phrase called smell a fish. Have you heard of it before? Basic English student, no, I haven't. What does it mean? English teacher, smell a fish is a phrase that means you suspect that something is wrong or suspicious about a situation or person. Basic English student, oh, I see. Can you give me an example? English teacher, sure. Let's say you have a friend who has been acting strangely and you suspect they are hiding something from you. You might say, I smell a fish, something doesn't feel right about this. Basic English student, I get it. So, it's like having a gut feeling that something is not right. English teacher, yes, exactly. It's a way to express suspicion about a situation or person. Basic English student, okay, I think I understand it now. But why do we say smell a fish? English teacher, the phrase comes from the idea that when a fish starts to rot, it gives off a strong and unpleasant smell. In the same way, when something is not right about a situation or person, it gives off a bad feeling or vibe that you can sense. Basic English student, that makes sense. Can you give me some more examples of how to use the phrase? English teacher, sure. Let's say you're watching a magic show and the magician seems to be cheating by using fake props. You might say, I smell a fish, this magic show doesn't seem genuine. Basic English student, I see. Can you use it in a sentence about a person? English teacher, sure. Let's say you're trying to hire a new employee and during the interview, the person seems nervous and gives vague answers. You might say, I smell a fish, this candidate seems untrustworthy. Basic English student, okay, I think I get it now. Thanks for explaining it to me. English teacher, you're welcome. Remember, if you ever have any questions about English phrases or grammar, don't hesitate to ask me. I'm here to help you improve your English skills. English teacher, hello, how are you doing today? Basic English student, I'm good, thank you. How about you? English teacher, I'm doing well, thanks. Today, we're going to talk about phrases in English. Do you know what a phrase is? Basic English student, I think so. Isn't it a group of words that work together to convey a specific meaning? English teacher, yes, that's correct. A phrase is a group of words that function as a single unit and express a particular idea or concept. Basic English student, okay, I think I understand. Can you give me some examples of phrases? English teacher, sure. Piece of cake is a phrase that means something is very easy. Break a leg is a phrase used to wish someone good luck, especially in the performing arts. Bite the bullet is a phrase that means to face a difficult situation bravely. Basic English student, I see. So, phrases can be idiomatic expressions, right? 
English teacher, yes, that's right. Many phrases are idiomatic expressions that have a meaning that cannot be determined from the individual words in the phrase. Basic English student, that's interesting. How can I improve my understanding of phrases in English? English teacher, well, one way is to read and listen to English as much as possible. That way, you will encounter many phrases and become familiar with their meanings. You can also look up unfamiliar phrases in a dictionary or online to learn their meanings. Basic English student, that's a good idea. Are there any other types of phrases in English? English teacher, yes, there are several types of phrases, such as noun phrases, verb phrases, and prepositional phrases. Noun phrases are groups of words that function as a noun in a sentence. Verb phrases are groups of words that function as a verb in a sentence. Prepositional phrases are groups of words that begin with a preposition and provide additional information about a noun or verb in the sentence. Basic English student, I see. That's a lot to remember. English teacher, yes, it can be overwhelming at first, but with practice, you will become more comfortable with using and understanding different types of phrases. Basic English student, okay, thanks for explaining all of this to me. English teacher, you're welcome. Remember, if you ever have any questions about English phrases or grammar, don't hesitate to ask me. I'm here to help you improve your English skills. English teacher, hi there, how are you doing today? Basic English student, hi, I'm doing well, thank you. How about you? English teacher, I'm doing great, thanks for asking. Today, we're going to talk about the importance of practice in learning English. Do you practice your English regularly? Basic English student, I try to, but sometimes I don't have enough time. English teacher, that's understandable. However, practice is essential if you want to improve your English skills. The more you practice, the more you will become familiar with the language and the better you will become at speaking and writing in English. Basic English student, I understand. But what kind of practice should I do? English teacher, there are many ways to practice your English. For example, you can listen to English podcasts or watch English TV shows and movies to improve your listening skills. You can also read English books or articles to improve your reading skills. And of course, you can practice speaking and writing in English with a teacher or language exchange partner. Basic English student, that makes sense. But what if I make mistakes while practicing? English teacher, making mistakes is a natural part of learning any language. In fact, it's important to make mistakes because that's how you learn and improve. Don't be afraid to make mistakes and don't feel discouraged when you do. Instead, use your mistakes as an opportunity to learn and correct them. Basic English student, okay, I'll try to keep that in mind. How often should I practice? English teacher, it's best to practice a little bit every day, rather than trying to cram a lot of practice into one day. Even just 10 or 15 minutes of practice every day can make a big difference over time. Basic English student, that's good to know. What else can I do to make sure I'm practicing effectively? English teacher, it's important to set specific goals for yourself and track your progress. For example, you might set a goal to learn 10 new vocabulary words every week or to have a 30-minute conversation in English with a language partner once a week. By setting goals and tracking your progress, you can see how far you've come and stay motivated to continue practicing. Basic English student, that sounds like a good idea. Thank you for all the advice. English teacher, you're welcome. Remember, the key to improving your English skills is consistent practice. Keep practicing and you'll be amazed at how quickly you can improve. English teacher, hi there. How are you doing today? Basic English student, hi, I'm doing okay, thanks for asking.
How about you? English teacher, I'm doing great, thanks for asking. Today, we're going to talk about the word prolific. Have you ever heard of this word before? Basic English student, no, I haven't. What does it mean? English teacher, prolific is an adjective that means someone or something is very productive and produces a lot of output. For example, a prolific writer is someone who writes many books or articles. Basic English student, I see. So prolific means someone who is very productive? English teacher, that's right. It's a way to describe someone who produces a lot, whether it's in writing, art, music, or any other area. Basic English student, can you give me an example of how to use prolific in a sentence? English teacher, sure. Here's an example, the prolific artist produced several new paintings every week. Basic English student, I understand now. Are there any other words that are similar to prolific? English teacher, yes, there are a few. Productive and creative are two words that are similar to prolific. They both describe someone who produces a lot, whether it's in writing, art, or anything else. Basic English student, I see. Is prolific a formal word or can it be used in everyday conversation? English teacher, it's not an everyday word, but it's not overly formal either. It's a word that you might use in a more professional or academic setting, but you could also use it in everyday conversation if the situation calls for it. Basic English student, okay, that makes sense. Thank you for explaining prolific to me. English teacher, you're welcome. Remember, prolific is a great word to use when you want to describe someone who produces a lot. Keep practicing your English, and you'll be using words like a native speaker in no time. English teacher, hi there. How are you doing today? Basic English student, hello. I'm doing well, thank you. How about you? English teacher, I'm doing great, thanks for asking. Today, we're going to talk about the word progress. Have you ever heard of this word before? Basic English student, yes, I have. It means making advancements or improvements in something, right? English teacher, that's correct. Progress is a noun that means forward or onward movement towards a goal or objective, often implying improvement or advancement. Basic English student, that's interesting. Can you give me some examples of how to use progress in a sentence? English teacher, sure. Here are a few examples. We are making progress on our project and hope to finish it soon. The company has made great progress in increasing its profits over the past year. She is making progress in her English studies and can now understand more complex sentences. Basic English student, I see. So progress is used to describe advancements or improvements in something. English teacher, yes, that's right. It's a word used to describe movement towards a goal or objective, often with the implication that there is improvement or advancement. Basic English student, are there any similar words to progress? English teacher, yes, there are several similar words to progress, such as advancement, improvement, and development. These words all describe movement towards a goal or objective, often with the implication of improvement or advancement. Basic English student, okay, I understand now. Thank you for explaining progress to me. English teacher, you're welcome. Remember, progress is a great word to use when you want to describe movement towards a goal or objective, often with the implication of improvement or advancement. Keep practicing your English, and you'll be using words like a native speaker in no time. English teacher, hello. How are you doing today? Basic English student, hi, I'm doing okay, thanks. How about you? English teacher, I'm doing great, thank you. Today, we're going to talk about the word practical. 
Have you ever heard of this word before? Basic English student, yes, I have. It means something that is useful or suitable for a specific purpose, right? English teacher, yes, that's right. Practical is an adjective that describes something that is useful or suited to a particular purpose or situation. Basic English student, can you give me an example of how to use practical in a sentence? English teacher, of course. Here are a few examples. A bicycle is a practical way to get around town. We need to come up with a practical solution to this problem. She chose a practical outfit for the hiking trip. Basic English student, I see. So practical is used to describe something that is useful or suited to a specific purpose? English teacher, exactly. It's a way to describe something that has a practical use or application, as opposed to something that is purely theoretical or abstract. Basic English student, are there any other words that are similar to practical? English teacher, yes, there are a few. Functional and useful are two words that are similar to practical. They both describe something that has a practical purpose or use. Basic English student, okay, I understand now. Is practical a formal word or can it be used in everyday conversation? English teacher, it's not a particularly formal word, but it's not overly casual either. It's a word that you might use in a professional setting, but you could also use it in everyday conversation if the situation calls for it. Basic English student, okay, thank you for explaining practical to me. English teacher, you're welcome. Remember, practical is a great word to use when you want to describe something that is useful or suited to a specific purpose. Keep practicing your English, and you'll be using words like a native speaker in no time. English teacher, hi there. How are you doing today? Basic English student, hi. I'm doing well, thanks. How about you? English teacher, I'm doing great, thanks for asking. Today, we're going to talk about the word problems. Have you ever heard of this word before? Basic English student, yes, I have. It means difficulties or challenges that need to be overcome, right? English teacher, that's correct. Problems are difficulties or challenges that need to be solved or overcome. Basic English student, can you give me an example of how to use problems in a sentence? English teacher, sure. Here are a few examples. We have a problem with the computer system that needs to be fixed. She's having problems with her math homework and needs some help. The company is facing financial problems and needs to find a solution. Basic English student, I see. So problems are challenges that need to be solved or overcome? English teacher, yes, that's right. When we say problems, we are usually referring to something that is causing difficulty or trouble. Basic English student, are there any other words that are similar to problems? English teacher, yes, there are a few. Challenges, issues, and difficulties are all words that are similar to problems. They all describe situations that are causing difficulty or trouble. Basic English student, okay, I understand now. Is there a way to avoid problems? English teacher, while it's impossible to completely avoid all problems, there are ways to minimize the chances of encountering them. One way is to plan ahead and anticipate potential problems. Another way is to stay calm and focused when faced with a problem, which can help you think more clearly and find a solution more easily. Basic English student, that makes sense. Thank you for explaining problems to me. English teacher, you're welcome. Remember, problems are difficulties or challenges that need to be solved or overcome. Keep practicing your English, and you'll be using words like a native speaker in no time. English teacher, hello. How are you doing today? 
Basic English student, hi, I'm doing okay, thanks. How about you? English teacher, I'm doing well, thank you. Today, we're going to talk about the word insanity. Have you ever heard of this word before? Basic English student, yes, I have. It means being mentally ill or crazy, right? English teacher, that's correct. Insanity is a noun that describes a state of being mentally ill or crazy. Basic English student, can you give me an example of how to use insanity in a sentence? English teacher, sure. Here are a few examples. The defendant pleaded insanity as a defense in the trial. The movie portrayed a character's descent into insanity. The doctor diagnosed her with temporary insanity after the traumatic event. Basic English student, I see. So insanity is used to describe a state of being mentally ill or crazy? English teacher, yes, that's right. Insanity is often used in legal and medical contexts to describe a mental state. Basic English student, are there any other words that are similar to insanity? English teacher, yes, there are a few. Madness and craziness are two words that are similar to insanity. They all describe a state of being mentally ill or crazy. Basic English student, okay, I understand now. Is insanity a formal word or can it be used in everyday conversation? English teacher, insanity is not a particularly casual word, but it's not overly formal either. It's a word that you might hear in legal or medical contexts, but you could also use it in everyday conversation if the situation calls for it. Basic English student, okay, thank you for explaining insanity to me. English teacher, you're welcome. Remember, insanity is a word used to describe a state of being mentally ill or crazy. Keep practicing your English, and you'll be using words like a native speaker in no time. English teacher, hi there. How are you today? Basic English student, hi. I'm doing well, thank you. How about you? English teacher, I'm doing great, thanks for asking. Today, we're going to talk about the word increasing. Have you ever heard of this word before? Basic English student, yes, I have. It means getting bigger or becoming more, right? English teacher, that's right. Increasing is a verb that describes something that is getting bigger or becoming more. Basic English student, can you give me an example of how to use increasing in a sentence? English teacher, sure. Here are a few examples. The temperature is increasing as the day goes on. There has been an increasing demand for organic food in recent years. The company is increasing its production to meet the growing demand. Basic English student, I see. So increasing is used to describe something that is getting bigger or becoming more. English teacher, yes, that's correct. Increasing is often used to describe a trend or a process that is getting bigger or becoming more prominent. Basic English student, are there any other words that are similar to increasing? English teacher, yes, there are a few. Growing, expanding, and escalating are all words that are similar to increasing. They all describe something that is getting bigger or becoming more. Basic English student, okay, I understand now. Is there a way to measure increasing? English teacher, yes, there are several ways to measure increasing. You can measure it in terms of percentage, such as the sales have increased by 10% this quarter. You can also measure it in terms of quantity, such as the company has increased its production by 50 units per day. Basic English student, that makes sense. Thank you for explaining increasing to me. English teacher, you're welcome. Remember, increasing is a word used to describe something that is getting bigger or becoming more. Keep practicing your English, and you'll be using words like a native speaker in no time. English teacher, hello there.
Today we are going to talk about the word bravado. Have you ever heard of it before? Basic English student, no, I haven't. What does it mean? English teacher, bravado is a noun that describes a display of boldness or confidence intended to impress or intimidate others. Basic English student, oh, I think I understand. Can you give me an example sentence using bravado? English teacher, sure, here's an example, he spoke with bravado, but inside he was terrified. Basic English student, I see. So bravado is a way of showing confidence, even if you might not really feel confident? English teacher, yes, that's right. It's often used to describe behavior that is intended to make others think you are confident, even if you may not be. Basic English student, is there a difference between being brave and having bravado? English teacher, yes, there is. Being brave means that you have the courage to face a difficult situation, whereas bravado is more of a show of confidence without the actual courage to back it up. Basic English student, I understand. Can bravado have a negative connotation? English teacher, yes, it can. It's often seen as a way of masking insecurity or a lack of confidence, and can sometimes come across as arrogant or boastful. Basic English student, is there a way to use bravado in a positive way? English teacher, yes, there can be positive uses of bravado as well. For example, in sports or other competitive settings, it can be used to psych out your opponent and give yourself a mental edge. Basic English student, that's interesting. Are there any other words that are similar to bravado? English teacher, yes, there are a few. Swagger, bluster, and bombast are all words that are similar to bravado. They all describe a display of confidence or boldness that may or may not be genuine. Basic English student, okay, I think I understand bravado now. Thank you for explaining it to me. English teacher, you're welcome. Remember, bravado is a display of confidence or boldness intended to impress or intimidate others, and it's often seen as a negative trait. Keep practicing your English, and you'll be using words like a native speaker in no time.